Hey guys, welcome back to the Road to Madness podcast. I'm Matt Giglio. I'm Min Dong. Five days left until the college basketball season tips off. Yeah, man, and obviously back for another episode. And this is actually the last conference preview we got today. And uh, obviously, last conference preview of the season, I should say. And it's going to be the SEC conference, obviously. The best one, we think, this year for college basketball. So very excited to get to it as we have 14 great teams in this beloved SEC. Yeah, definitely. It's a it's a loaded conference this year, and it's 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 amazing that it's it's last for us. Yeah, last indeed, like you talked about. But uh, now it's time for the uh, age old question. Before we get to the piece of breaking news, how many teams there were last year? From my guessing, uh, last time we we're doing this this year. So we got Arkansas, we got Alabama, we got Tennessee, we got Florida, LSU, and Missouri. So that is six. I believe I am right, but uh, you can fact check me. Where's Kentucky? No, I'm just kidding. Kentucky didn't make it last year, but yeah, uh, you're right. It's weird. It's weird seeing Kentucky not in the tournament. Yeah, indeed it is. And uh, obviously, right before we get to this breaking, uh, excuse me, right before we get to this conference preview, we got one piece of breaking news we got to talk about, and we kind of covered this last episode, or two episodes ago, sorry, with the Big Twelve, but uh, Oklahoma State. They have been given a one-year postseason ban from the NCAA. Uh, well, it was based on a trial. It was put on trial last year, obviously. Didn't get it uh, done in time, so they let them play last year in March Madness. But uh, this is based around the 2017 investigations with this Oklahoma State team. So uh, what's going on in the NCAA bans? Obviously, Oklahoma State got one. Kofi Coburn got a suspension. A couple other guys are getting suspensions as well. So what are your thoughts on Oklahoma State suspension given by the NCAA? Yeah, uh, it's ridiculous that it took – four years to uh to figure this out and uh, yeah you saw the little interview once they they were given the suspension Mike Boyden was, was crying and I, I feel for him I feel for his players as well because these guys aren't even involved in this scandal they had nothing to do with it and the fact that the NCAA punished them now four years after and five days or a week before the the season starts it's it's kind of ridiculous by the NCAA Yeah, sorry. And, uh, yes, obviously very ridiculous. Five days right before the season starts. And, uh, obviously, Mike Boyden was trying to call out some of the guys at the head of the NCAA. Didn't really get to talk to them because uh, he, he he said some words. Not not too, too, like, bad, but, like, he just calling them frauds and stuff like that. So, uh, I mean, it's just really ridiculous, honestly, that they're doing this stuff now and uh, not letting these guys make it to March Madness and make it to the tournament and stuff like that. So, uh, very interesting. But, uh, I mean, obviously, it's just – it's just very unfortunate to see Oklahoma State, a team we thought was going to make it to March, just not be able to this upcoming season. But they're going to do all they can during the regular season and uh, prove themselves worthy of being a team to make it to March. So, uh, yeah, I think it's now time, obviously, for the SEC rankings, the last one of this year. So, uh, obviously, no, I, I was about to do the rundown. We're not doing that anymore. I forgot. So, uh, who, who is your uh, player of the year for this beloved SEC? Yeah, my SEC player of the year. I've been having this up for – how long now? Like three months now? Four months now? It's been a while. It's been a while. Uh, you've been telling me about him, but uh, it's definitely been a while. Yeah. Iverson Melinar of Mississippi State, 17 points, four rebounds, two and a half assists last year. And I think he's the most underrated player coming into this year in all of college basketball. Nobody talks about him, but he did make the SEC preseason all first team. I think he's going to – He's going to get another leap. He's going to win the player of the year, 
the Player of the Year award in the college basketball's best conference this year. Yeah, I mean, Iverson Molinar, definitely a very good player, very underrated player like you talked about. I'd say he's probably one of the most underrated players in, in off college basketball as well. But uh, my, my guy for Player of the Year, I'm going to go with Jaden Shackelford from Alabama, obviously a key contributor to last year's Alabama success. 14 points a game, four rebounds, two assists, and one steal per game last year. Uh, obviously, we thought it, yeah, he had, there was rumors that he was not going to come back to Alabama, and he actually entered the transfer portal at one point. But uh, thankfully, coming back, going to be the focal point. One of the top options for Alabama this upcoming season. I really do love Alabama. Shackelford, very happy he's coming back to Alabama. Definitely need him a lot, and it's going to show this season. You're muted. All right, I've been muted a lot lately. I don't know why. But, yeah, as for my dark horse, I got Ole Miss, two starters, some bench players return, Matthew Morrell, uh, the highest freshman recruit ever uh, to ever be in this program, should break out this year as a sophomore. They bring in a bunch of good transfers. You know, they have a fiery coach in Kermit Davis. They'll be extremely competitive. And they were the number one seed in the NIT last year. I believe so. Yeah, they were. And uh, look for them to steal some games and possibly a bid in the tournament. Yeah, Ole Miss, I really do like them a lot. Definitely a team who's on the cusp of making it to March Madness. I'd say they're probably a little bit under a bubble team right now, but they definitely have a good chance to make it there. By our course, I'm going with the team who's been uh, down the dumps for the past couple of years. This team, Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt returns two stars and some of the bench players. Uh, I really do think Vandy's going to make a big jump this year. Returning Scotty Pippen Jr., uh, who's also in consideration for player of the year, I think, after leading the uh, SEC in points per game last year. Also bringing in Liam Robbins from Minnesota and some pretty good transfers and freshmen as well. So I think it might be time for Jerry Stackhouse and company to see a rise in the SEC. So I'm pretty big on Vandy this year. They definitely have a lot of good potential and uh, success hopefully coming. Yeah, let's just get started with the main rankings. Start at number 14. Every conference has a last place team. Finally said it right the first time. Uh, that team will be Missouri this year. Amazing season last year, but most of the team is now gone. Bring a couple under the radar transfers, but honestly, I don't see them uh, getting out of the bottom three. Yeah, I, I think the bottom three is pretty clear and distinct uh, for this year, especially in the SEC. Missouri, my last place team as well. One starter, some bench to turn. Injury riddle season last year. They were the ninth seed in the tournament, lost to Oklahoma in the first round. But uh, they do bring in some pretty key guys and Amari Davis from Green Bay, Ronnie DeGray from UMass, some other transfers as well. But, um, uh, excuse me, Missouri lost so much this offseason. They lost Tillman, they lost Pinson, and they lost a couple other guys as well. So I think it's going to be a, an interesting year for Missouri. I think they're definitely going to be bottom three. Uh, we both had them last, just they lost so much, like these other uh, bottom two teams. Yeah, and uh, at number 13, I have Georgia here. When that, uh, they weren't that good last year. They looked like an improved team this year. But it's the SEC, so they get to be in 13th. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I couldn't have said it better. Georgia down here at 13 as well. One star, some bench players do return for this team. Down season last year for them. They do bring in Jabari Abdul Ramir from UVA and also Aaron Cook from Gonzaga. But uh, like you said, the SEC makes so many good improvements that it's going to be hard for Georgia to climb these rankings. So I'll definitely have them here in the bottom three as well at number 13. Yeah, at number 12, I have South Carolina here. They've been a struggling program. Frank Martin, their coach, I think he's in the hot seat. But he's only made it to one tournament, and that one tournament they made it to the Final Four, which is pretty cool. But, uh, yeah, they have a decent team. I just don't see them making the tournament this year. Yeah, man, I remember that Final Four run. They were the eighth seed, I believe, in that, uh, in that season. 
they upset the number. I think they upset Villanova. If I'm up, did they upset Villanova? I think that's who they upset. I know they upset a one seed. I think, but uh, I don't know. You might have to fact check me there. But uh, two stars and some of the best players do return. I have South Carolina here as well. Uh, Keyshawn Bryant does come back, and also Jermaine uh, Cousignard. So I do think they'll be okay. But they do bring in some a lot of underrated transfers as well. So talent's tough in the SEC. South Carolina probably going to get the uh, short end of the stick in this one. Uh, so they uh they beat Marquette the first time. They beat Duke. That, that's ah, uh, it was Duke. Well, it was one seed though, right? It was a two seed. All right. Well, same thing. They had a big upset, and they were they eight seed at least, or the nine seed. They're the nine seed. They were the seven seed. Ah, uh, okay. So I, I was close, but uh, a little bit, a little bit off on my numbers. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, at number eleven here, I have your dark horse at number eleven. I have Vandy here. They struggled last year, and honestly. I feel like they're struggling again. I know Scottie Pippen Jr. is on that team, and they do bring in Liam Robbins. But uh, it's, the question is, is Jerry Stackhouse truly a good coach on the basketball court? He's he's a good recruiter. It's kind of just like Penny Hardaway, in my opinion. They haven't really showed me anything uh, as for, like, coaching. They've, they've shown me a lot recruiting-wise, but coaching-wise, they've, they've struggled. I think I think that's the same situation as Jerry Stackhouse. He's, he's got to prove me wrong. Yeah, that's a very fair point. Honestly, the good comparison with Penny Hardaway and also Jerry Stackhouse. Uh, obviously, to uh, have a good coaching scheme this year with some more talent coming into this program. But uh, I got them a little bit higher. My number 11 seed is Texas A&M right here. Two stars and some of the best players do return for this Texas A&M team. Another middle of the pack team last year. Do return Quentin Jackson, and they add Tyrese uh, Radford from Virginia Tech and also Marcus Williams from Wyoming. Should remain in the middle of the pack, I think. Not too much uh, bad or good about this team. Uh, just a just an average team competing in the SEC. Yeah, definitely agree with you. Uh, after in the top ten, I have Texas A&M at number ten. Lost a lot from last year, but do return two starters on the bench. Do bring in two great players in Radford and Williams. Competitive team, obviously, and I think they're NIT bound. Yeah, NIT bound, I think as well. Uh, I, I probably think number ten, Ole Miss. Is has a has a pretty good chance to be an IT bound as well for me. Your dark horse, obviously, two stars, a little bench for do return. Uh, pretty good season last year. They do return Jarkel Joiner and they do bring in Jermaine uh, German Breakfield from Duke, uh, which is a pretty big surprise. Also, Nazir Brooks from Miami and also Robert Allen from Samford. So I do think Ole Miss will remain a middle of the pack team. They lost a lot this off season, so uh, it'll, we'll see how the one through on its own works out for Kirby Davis and company. Yeah, and at number nine, I have my dark horse here. Two starters, some bench players return, like I said. Matthew Morrell, a name you should watch to break out. And they're always a competitive program. Yeah, um, I had our course here, number nine as well, Vanderbilt. I talked about them already, but uh, I really do think this team's going to overexceed their expectations. I know a lot of people have been doubting them the past couple of years. I have as well. I think this year their time to break through. And uh, with Scottie Pippen Jr. returning, some good transfers, freshmen coming in. Uh, it all comes down to Jerry Stackhouse, like you talked about. Definitely agree with you with that statement. So a uh, big break, make it a break a year with him. If uh, they don't, they don't uh, get anywhere outside the bottom three. I think Stackhouse is definitely going to be on the hot seat more and more, uh, as he probably has been these past couple of years as well. So uh, I think the big year for Vanderbilt to finally prove themselves worthy of uh, being in the SEC. Yeah, and at number eight, uh, Florida here. Two stars, some bench guys return. Colin Castleton should fully break out this year after having a great back end to the season last year. Transfer class is absolutely loaded, uh, especially with our guy Flanders Fleming Jr. Uh, in Flo at Florida now. Fortunately, the SEC is a, is a wild conference this year, but I still think they'll firmly be in the tournament. 
I definitely agree with you. I got Florida one spot higher. I'll talk about them in a minute. Uh, I got LSU here at number eight for me. Only one starter and some bench players do return for LSU. Uh, this team lost a lot last year, obviously. Uh, they had a big top four. Uh, three of those top four are gone. Cam Thomas is gone. Uh, Jamonte Smart is gone. And also Tremont Watford is gone. But uh, they were bringing back Darius Days, who was one of the four. So pretty good there. But uh, obviously bringing in Adam Miller from Illinois and also Xavier Pinson from Missouri. LSU could dip a little, but uh, they should still compete. Uh, very good team. Got a lot of good recruits every year under Coach Will Wade. So it uh, should be all right. But uh, we're just wondering how he hasn't got investigated. Uh, that's our big concern, obviously, right now with LSU. Yeah, uh, actually, I saw a couple of things on Twitter that they're, they're starting to talk to him more and more about that. But uh, yeah, that brings up LSU at number seven for me. They lose a lot from last year, but uh, I don't think it matters. Solid recruiting class this year, a couple of transfers. And Will Wade, obviously, take the bad stuff out. He's an offensive guru. Scoring should not be the problem. They, they'll put up points in a hurry. Yeah, offense is not the problem. The problem is defense. Uh, a lot of these SEC teams have problems with defensive-minded things. Very high offensive guys. Defensiveness is the problem for this conference, I think, with some of these teams especially. Uh, you remember that Alabama-LSU game last year? It was just a shootout on offense. Defense was not really there at all, besides maybe Herb Jones, who was the defensive player of the year in the FAC conference, I believe. But uh, now time for number seven for me. Florida is my number seven team, so we do flip-flop here. Two starters some bench players do return for Florida. I think they slept on in March. Uh, they had a very good season last year, upset Virginia Tech in that OT game, the first game of March Madness uh, for the round of 64. And like you talked about, Colin Castleton and also Tyree Appleby comes back as well. And they do bring in Brandon McKissick from Kansas City, who you talked about, uh, from Federis Fleming Jr., uh, from obviously Charleston Southern, Myron Jones from Penn State, and also C.J. Felder, our boy from uh, B.C., so Florida definitely has sights on March Madness. Should probably make it once again. Yeah. At number six, um, Mississippi State here. Uh, they had an unbelievable offseason, probably one of the best offseasons uh, for any program in college basketball this offseason. Iverson Malinar returns. Three big-name transfers. Garrison Briggs from UNC. Rocket Watts from Michigan State. And DJ Jeffries from Memphis. This team is a top 25 team, but they're sixth in the, the SEC because it's the SEC. Rocket Watts, SEC Player of the Year, if it's not Iverson Melinar. <laughs> yeah, I definitely agree with you. Uh, he's been dealing with some injuries, so hopefully we'll be good to go before the season starts. He might be missing a couple games this year to start the season off, but uh, hopefully it should be good towards the bulk of the season. Uh, yes, I have Mississippi State here, number six as well. Uh, this is going to be their year, man. This is probably the biggest year that they're going to have for their program in a while now, it seems. Uh, two stars as a bench player, as you return, like you talked about. This team's looking to expect a boom, and I think they will with, like you talked about, Iverson Molinar, and also uh, Tolu Smith is back as well, another key piece to that success last year. And Garrison Brooks, UNC, uh, Rocket Watts, Michigan State, like you talked about, DJ Jeffries from Memphis, those big three all coming in. Expect the rise of Mississippi State. Uh, like you talked about, six in the SEC, top 25 team for sure. Like you said, that just shows how competitive and big the SEC is this year. Yeah, now for the top five of the SEC, at number five, I have Auburn. This is a team to monitor this year. They returned three stars on bench. Jabari Smith, five-star recruit. I think he's going to be a stud. And his, his front court mate, starting center, Walker Kessler from UNC. He's a stud as well. The talent here is unbelievable. They have a massive ceiling ahead of them. Oh, yeah, massive ceiling indeed. I got Auburn number five as well. Three stars and bench players do return. Uh, very interesting season last year for Auburn. They were postseason banned, but they are finally back this year. Uh, like you talked about, Alan Flanagan coming back and Jalen Williams, the top two from last year's squad. Uh, when Sharif Cooper was or was not playing, obviously, Sharif Cooper only played 12 games last year. 
Uh, he probably would have been a top option if he played the full season. And uh, I think if they didn't have a ban, Auburn would have made it to the playoffs uh, or the postseason if Shreve Cooper was there all year. But uh, obviously, it's a little bit different this year under Bruce Pearl. Like you talked about Jabari Smith and Walker Kessler from UNC coming over. Uh, Marshman is back on his mind, and I think Auburn's still a very good team. Only a couple of years uh, without, obviously, making it to that great Final Four run a couple of years ago. So hopefully uh, Bruce Pearl's eyes are probably back on that, and uh, hopefully they can get there. But they got a long path ahead of them to finally get there and achieve it. Yeah, uh, number four, I have Alabama here. One starter and the bench returns. Pretty good season last year. The two seed in the tournament, unfortunately. Uh, they lost to UCLA, Jordan Shackelford, and J Javon Quinerly return. Lots of good uh, recruits and transfers, all guards, to be honest. So, like I say, every year, Alabama probably has the best uh, guard group in college basketball. They love to run. They love to shoot threes. That's, that's Nate Oates for you. Uh, I just think they'll be fourth in the SEC. Yeah, I think it's a very close race between three and four. I got Tennessee in my number four team, obviously your favorite team. Two stars and match players do return for this Tennessee team. A roller coaster season it was for them, obviously making it to March, but they got upset by Oregon State. Uh, they do return John Farquharson, your boy, and also Victor Bailey Jr. And they bring in some pretty key guys. Uh, Justin Powell from Auburn coming over. Five-star Kennedy Chandler also coming into the mix. Tennessee should be uh, should compete under the radar. Under, excuse me. Tennessee should compete as usual under Rick Barnes. No question there. It's just a matter of how deep they can go because uh, right now I think they're – Starting line is going to be very good, but it really depends on the bench this year and who steps up big because uh, they didn't. They had some guys step up big last year, but they need more if this team wants to be successful. Yeah, uh, now we approach the top three. At number three, uh, Big Blue Nation Kentucky here. Terrible year for Kentucky last year, but that, that won't last long whatsoever. Good freshman class, as always, for Coach Cal. Very good transfers as well. C.J. Frederick, Arthur Shibway, Shavir Wheeler, and Kellen Grady. Those are all four big-name transfers. And like I said, the freshman class, good as always. They're going to be contenders this year if, if, if the pieces fall into place. Yeah, for sure. And uh, the pieces didn't really fall into place last year. Hopefully that will be the case this year. Kentucky is my number two team. I'll talk about them in a minute. I got Alabama here, who you just talked about. And you're number four. This is my number three team. One starter, majority of the bench to return. Very good season last year. Obviously fell a little bit short, like you talked about, to UCLA. Returned Jane Shackelford and Javon Quinelli. And it's a pretty key bench players as well, uh, who definitely made big moments, uh, big-time moments and big-time plays uh, during Marsh Madness' run. Uh, Five-star J.D. Davidson comes in, transfers Noah Gurley from Furman, also Namari Burnett from Texas Tech. I think Nate Oates is looking for a repeat in the SEC because uh, Alabama was actually the rain, uh, champs last year and looking to go back-to-back. Yeah, and uh, number two, uh, you know who I have at number two, my favorite program, the Tennessee Volunteers. Looked rough towards the end of the season, obviously, because they didn't have uh, John Fogerson for the tournament, but they do return three starters and all of the bench. Amazing recruited guys led by Kennedy Chandler. And uh, Justin Powell, he's in from Auburn. I will not stop giving up on this program. I know they've had a lot of rough stretches in the tournament, but uh, I feel like they might go deep this year. I always say that. And I don't have my Tennessee shirt. It's at home. Ah, I'm, 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 I'm sad. I, I might Next time I go home, I, I'm going to have to bring it back up to – to Brian. Yeah, might have to do that indeed, but uh, for now, you're going to have to rock with what you got, but uh, I mean, yeah, Tennessee, obviously your, your your program, and we'll see how they do this year. Very excited for that battle they have against Texas coming up later in this year, or is it early in January? Uh, besides the point, it's going to be a very good battle between those two teams that we both love. Nine number two team, I just talked about it, Kentucky. One starter, some bench players do return for this Kentucky team. 
Uh, down year last year, obviously, as everyone knows that by now, they do return Davion Mintz and also Keon Brooks Jr. Uh, and obviously the guys you talked about, Oscar Deshiway from West Virginia, CJ Frederick from Iowa, Kellen Grady from Davidson, and also Shavira Wheeler from Georgia. And the freshman as well, Ty Ty Washington, the biggest name to probably look out for with that freshman class for Kentucky. Uh, BBN's back, man, and in a big way, I think Coach Cows would definitely make it to March for sure this year, as we thought they were going to last year. Yeah, and the number one team for me in the best conference in college basketball, in my opinion, Arkansas. All aboard the must bus, everybody. Yeah, one starter returns. That doesn't mean anything. The bench is back. And you know what the must bus does. He loves bringing in those transfers. DC Tony from Pitt. Chris Likes, who's like 50 years old in college basketball. He's coming in from Miami. His final season, finally. Stanley Umude from South Dakota, I believe. And Trey Wade from Wichita State. Transfers. That's what makes the must bus who he is. And he knows what he's doing at Arkansas. Yeah, indeed. Indeed, the must bus is in full action. Uh, that's my number one team as well in Arkansas. One star majority of the bench to return for this Arkansas team. A very deep March Madness run they had as well. Uh, obviously, you talked about the pieces already. Uh, Devontae Davis, probably the biggest name coming back from that starting lineup. He is the only starter actually coming back. But uh, lots of good transfers like you talked about. Odis Tony from Pitt. Chris likes Miami. Stanley Umde from San, uh, San Diego. South Dakota. And Trey Wade from Wichita State. Must bust in full gear. Buckle up. It's going to be a good ride, obviously, with Arkansas and all the SEC this year. Uh, I'm just really excited for this best conference in college basketball. Yeah. The, the question we ask after every conference, how many bids do you think the SEC will get? Yeah, man. Uh, obviously, I believe I counted six, if I remember correctly, starting this episode off with the teams that made it last year. I think the SEC is so much better this year than it was last year. I think the magic number probably is going to be eight, I believe, uh, for the SEC. I know it's a lot of teams there, but I think the SEC steals some bids from some of these bigger conferences like the ACC and maybe even the Big Ten, I think. They could definitely steal some bids from that conference. So I think eight is probably the magic number right now, maybe even the potential of getting nine. Uh, I don't see this being a 10 uh, double-digit uh, conference bid, but I think eight is probably the magic number with those uh, top eight that we all uh, – we have the same top eight, I believe. So, yeah, top eight for both of us, I think, for me. Yeah, I'm going to go one more than you. I'm going with nine. I think Ole Miss, who is my number nine team, I think they're going to sneak into the tournament. Uh, I think the, the next two teams out, next maybe next three teams out, I think they're all NIT bound. And this team, this conference is just so good. You could really just, like, be like, I don't know, have like a six and 14 conference record. You're still going to be in the bubble. That's what the Big Ten was last year. I think it's going to be the SEC this year. Yeah, man, I really hope so because obviously the SEC is the team as a conference we're watching out for this year with all our teams making some big strides. And uh, I'm really excited to see who ends up going out on top. Obviously, we have Arkansas both as our preseason favorites, but uh, will Arkansas be staying there for long? We don't know because uh, there's a lot of teams right on Arkansas's back. I think this top eight is very tight and compact towards the top. And even these 9, 10, 11 teams are very close there as well. So I'm uh, very excited to see what the SEC has in store, man, because uh, obviously – we predicted this as the best conference this year in college basketball. A lot of people are also speculating that the SEC is making big strides this year, especially. So I'm very excited to see what it has in store. And, uh, yeah, I mean, probably the best conference in college basketball this year. So if you're looking for a conference to watch, SEC basketball might be the time for you. So, uh, yeah, I think, I think that is all we have. But, uh, obviously, the conference previews for the 2021-2022 season have now, have now all been complete. 30 conferences. And uh, is it 30 or 32? 32. 32. 32, yeah, I mixed it up. But uh, 32 conferences, obviously, in a couple months. Uh, that 
that definitely was a long time, but uh, we're finally done now. And uh, now the biggest thing to look forward to, obviously, this season and five days. Yeah, and don't be fooled. We have some more stuff planned out from now until the season starts, obviously. Uh, our All-American teams in positional awards, another top 25, and an episode where we just pick uh, the, 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 game, the, the day's best games and maybe the week's best games. We'll see uh, how much we want to do it during the season. Right now, uh, we don't know. <laughs> yeah, definitely something we have to talk about. And uh, hoping to maybe get a live episode in there once, once in a while. Uh, and obviously report how our teams are doing because uh, I was at the scrimmage the other day for Clemson. You were at the Bryant scrimmage uh, last week, I believe it was. So uh, we'll obviously get the scores out there when we go to the games and try and get some cool highlights uh, while we're at the games, if anything pops up. But, uh, yeah, just very excited for this season to start in five days. And uh, we got a lot more coming. And uh, who ended up winning the um, regular season predictions last year? Was it you? Did you end up winning that? Because we had the big spreadsheet going between us with our picks. You remember who won? I don't know. You wanna you wanna you wanna research that? You were the one with the thought. I don't even know if it's I don't even know where it is, honestly. Uh hold on, I'll look for it real quick. Um but yeah, we were we were keeping a tally on uh all of our pre or all of our regular season picks. Oh yeah. I don't, even, I, I don't I, think I have I don't think I have it actually. I don't know. I did win. I remember I did win. I thought you won. And then we just I won I won the conference tournaments, correct? Obviously, yeah. Okay, so obviously, uh, revenge is probably on both of our minds because uh, obviously we want to do as best as we can, and obviously this is just this is just prep for March. Obviously, when we get to our brackets and picking those, so uh, yeah, I mean, just very excited for the season in five days. Can't emphasize that enough, and uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, get your calendars ready because uh, once we get to these five days, the countdown to March begins. So uh, I think that is all we have for today's episode. Thank you guys for tuning in as always, and it's always March, baby. It's always March, baby. Thank you guys for tuning in.